Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Splash Down Under podcast. Just a solo one, but I want to talk about the most recent off the hook showdown tournament and just basically cover um, some of the results that we saw and some of us wouldn't have expected. Um, so, as you may know, off the hook showdown number 11 was run one and run over the last weekend and we had a total of 20 teams participate um in saying we i should mean like uh in the actual tournament like shockwave and uh, biscuit run now um yeah so they changed the format up which is good i think because i think the old way of double elimination sort of was getting a bit stale and the fact that they've uh, brought in this sort of uh, pool type tournament, it does, it definitely has a, a bit of an evenness to the competition. So, out of the 20 teams, we're divided into four groups, and obviously four groups of five. There was some really fascinating results. Um, in group A, we had Eureka, which is no surprise, and the uh, other team in Jim's All Purpose Turfing and Ed Collecting Incorporated. Also advanced through. Now, they also had Squid Armada in their group. So, for them to overcome Squid Armada... And I think also they might have taken a match off them as well, from, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, hold on, I need to find this. What am I doing? Yes, Jim's All Purpose did 3-0 Squid Armada in the first round, which is quite a phenomenal effort. So, we had uh, yeah Eureka and Jim's All Purpose Turfing and Egg Collecting Incorporated also advance in Group A. Now, Group B, we had Anemones Anonymous and Lime Soda. No surprises there. They had another group of Prismatink, Surf and Turf, and a pickup team, which I don't think made it in Meta Breakers. Now, Group C is where my attention was really, you know, uh, at the forefront of. In Group C, we had Team Midnight and Blooper Reel. That's right, Blooper Reel advance in that group. That group also consisted of Ink Marauders, Kilimari, and Kayo. Now, I think Kayo are a recently new form team, quite young. Kilimari have been around for a little while, um, and Ink Marauders, um, I think they've been around for maybe a couple of months now. But Blooper Reel were the ones that came through out of that group with Team Midnight. Group D uh, saw Bro and Krill Bill get through, but let me tell you. Krill Bill, Venomous Squids, Mad Lads Gaming. It was a three-way push for second place. And thanks to Krill Bill, they were, they had the extra two points over Venomous and the three points over Mad Lads. And uh, Hikari rounded off that group. After all those gr- advancements, we did see uh, in the final standings... Sorry, the final standings whack. Do you know how to operate challenge? No, I don't think you do. So, obviously in the final results, we had Eureka play Lime Soda in the first match. Eureka overcame Lime Soda 3-2. Team Midnight went against Krill Bill, and uh, the Team Midnight were 3-1 winners there. Jim's All-Purpose Turfing and Egg Collecting Incorporate almost came over an Enemies Anonymous in their game, but that fell. they fell 3-2 there. And Blooper Reel, despite advancing, they had a bit of a, I guess, a bit of a harsh uh, match with Bro losing 3-0. But it's not so much the fact that they lost 3-0 to Bro. I mean, not everyone can easily go up against Bro and defeat them. It was more the fact that Blooper Reel and Jim's All-Purpose Turfing and Egg Collecting Incorporated managed to get through the group stages and... 
it is quite a morale booster for oh, those two teams in particular. The fact that um, they've they've they were sort of uh, from memory, I think they're like Div four or Div five, maybe in No Shining series season two. Yeah, I think that's what they were at. So basically, what I did, I asked if the members of those teams that were involved just briefly about. What it means about off the hook showdown, and what it means for their team, how it helps them improve and whatnot. So, um, what I might do is I'll quickly go to Shock and see what he said about the whole tournament. So he said, the most recent off the hook showdown had an amazing turnout of twenty teams, the most participants that the tournament has ever had. The night was run extremely well, and the admin team decided to change the format from its regular format of double elimination to a group stage, which most teams really enjoyed. I agree. This caused some really big upsets showing how hard the lower division teams from the Oceanic series have been working over the break while some of the top teams have been slacking off. Yeah, that's probably true. And due to the fact that um, Smash Ultimate's coming soon, there's been Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee and Pikachu have been on the Switch now. Um, A lot of other people have been going to other games to play. Um, So I guess it sort of does open up a, a, a little window for these younger teams that have that do still play Splatoon and um, haven't been slacking off. They've been working their butts off to really try and prove. Shock goes on to say, these results could really impact the seeding for the next Oceanic series as some teams prove that they can compete against the best teams that Australia and New Zealand has. And to another point there on the end I should add is like also what Southeast Asia have because I think Team Midnight from memory are also from uh, Southeast Asia. So... Uh, yeah, uh, Creel Bill did play against them in the first leg of the finals, but obviously lost 3-1. But that, um, yeah, that doesn't, that, that, uh, that sort of checks out for what Shock said, like, of, um, how it has really opened up the scene in a way for teams to come through and really push themselves to improve. Um, yeah. So, Blooper Reel. Now, I did ask them for a few questions and uh, for a few answers and a few words and whatnot. So, I asked them what were their expectations coming into the tournament and Pit Viper from Blooper Reel responded saying, Coming off our first Oceanic series and falling close to bottom of Division 5, we knew we had to pick up our game and start scrimming when we could. Collecting all the skills and knowledge we could. Sorry, my English is bad. I read that wrong. Uh, let me try that again. So the bottom of Division Five, they knew we they had to pick up their game, and they started scrimming when we could, collecting all the skills and knowledge they could. Uh, they've had so much help in this form from their fellow Oceanic teams, willing to scrim, as well as the Western Australian lands, which most of the members are from. And uh, I'll, I'll speak from their perspective; it'll be easier. And we couldn't have improved as much without them. When we saw the groups, we were confident we could be competitive. We knew midnight would be tough fight, and it was, and it was. But we had scrimmed Kilimanjaro before, and knew that if we played at our best, we could be competitive. We were not sure how far we would go, but we were going to give everyone a run for their money, win or lose. Plus, we were just happy we avoided Group D. Yes, Group D was probably the group of uh, partial death. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was... I mean, avoiding being put in a, 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 a group, that probably makes you a bit even. But the fact that you're still able to perform and you beat the teams that you're put up against is a really good effort. Um, I also asked, what and how does the tournament do to help the team in the ways of improving? 
And Pivalpa said, Unlike scrims, off the hook is a tournament, and it comes with all those little extra things that come with a tournament. The nerves and the excitement. Knowing that a loss can mean the difference between winning... Uh, sorry, the difference between getting to play more and having to watch the rest of the bracket go on without you. Also, an open format, and especially with a change to the group set up, lets us see where we are at in the terms of the rest of the community. And along comes that experience of playing against better teams, which makes you better because you've seen the kind of changes you need to make to improve. Fair answer. And the last question I asked, and damn it, give me a big answer. Okay. I asked, do you think the performance from the recent tournament will impact how teams will play in the next Oceanic series? Because that's what really interests me. Pivarp has said, of course, I believe this will shake up the next series. There will be plenty of upsets. Up, I can't speak. There were plenty of upsets. And if the, oh, those teams can bring the same type of, of play to the seeding tournament of the next series, I'm sure we'll see some teams shuffling around from where they were last season. And even those teams who didn't do as well as they were hoping might be looking to put some in extra work. Teams from lower divisions working up can only improve the strength of the community in terms of established teams needing to improve to keep their spots and lower division teams improving to take their spots. In terms of scrims, there might be some openness to teams who are willing to scrim in the lead-up. As an extra note, I'd like to thank Low247 from Krillbill for never being afraid to tell us when we messed up. Gabby for playing with us and when we... Uh, sorry, Gabby for playing with us and always encouraging us that we can go further. Shades from Kilimari, his willingness to league with us and organising scrims to help us improve. All the WAC snails for constantly giving us feedback, even looking over recordings of our games to give advice. And all of those in the Wild Oceanic community that have supported us and helped us along the way. Yeah. Well, I hope I didn't butcher that. I hope you <laughs> understand what I what he's saying and how I was trying to say it. Um, yeah, definitely some points that you made. Uh, obviously, uh, seeing people give you advice and tips and whatnot when they've helped you organize scrims, giving you feedback. Uh, I mean, that's just that's just like a small reflect of what this community is all about. Like everyone's there to help each other, help each other improve. Um, yeah, and I think it sort of helps drive the, the smaller teams to get better. And that's probably one of the best motivations you can have. Um, to have a community surrounding you to help you move along, to improve as a team and improve yourself as a player. Um, yeah, definitely agree with all that you said, Pit Viper. Very well spoke. Now, Dr. Jims. They were one of the also very more surprising results from the off-the-hook showdown tournament. Um, I asked a few of the members, but Jim, the captain, I asked first, I asked as well. Um, I asked him what he was expecting into the tournament. He was quite busy most of the week leading up to the tournament, so he kept his expectations loose, which is fair. I mean, if you've been busy in real-life stuff, then you can guess you save time for tournament thinking later. Um, about how the tournament does to help this team and ways of improving, he said, tournament really shows off... Str- show off uh, our strengths and weaknesses as a team. As for improvement, we take what we learned from last tournament then work on it as a team. And do you think performances from the recent tournament will impact the series? He said, off the hook would probably help, but we will always have to prove ourselves in the sitting tournament. Which is a nice, short, brief answer. So a few of the other members of Doctor's Gym's all-purpose of turfing and egg collecting incorporated also answered some of the questions. Um, Poribo said, we've been screaming a lot of top-tier teams um, 
and being trying to enter a lot of tournaments. They're trying to show everyone we're not exactly a Div 5 team more. We still got a lot of improvement on though, which is always why we keep screaming. I feel it actually helped a lot of us a lot as everyone is surprised as our improvement. Yes, I am definitely uh, surprised and I don't think it's not in a bad way, but in a really good way. Like, there's always that little bit of, um, exp not expectation, but like there's always that possibility that teams will improve and depending on significant improvement. Um, I think Dr. Jims is one of those teams that have definitely jumped up a bit. Uh, I know that you guys have, Dr. Jims, you've been screaming us at VS, so, uh, yeah. Now, all those scrims are very close. I think, uh, the series doesn't really say it too much. Like, there were Div, like, <laughs> Dr. Jims are Div 5, but I don't think that'll be the case next season. I think they they're probably Div 3, if even that, maybe. Um, yeah, uh, another, p uh, Atom's, um... He said, I've been having big things about it and I feel like the way we set goals have held true with me in the past as it has with the team where we just challenge ourselves a lot more often against teams that are much higher leveled which gives us experience that you don't get with teams of equal level and thus allows us to improve faster. Yeah, that, that's a fair response. And Dunny Meister says, Given this seating, I was expecting to lose every round overall but was hoping to avoid going 3-0 in all matches. Basically, I expected all their matches to go like our match versus Eureka. I'm surprised and encouraged by how well they ended up doing. In terms of the tournament and how it helps them improve, getting scrim scrim. Now, this is a good good point and a good answer um, about the tournament and how it helps you improve. He says getting scrims with strong teams at times that works for everyone is hard. Organized tournaments are great for making every sure everyone is available and lets us play teams that are otherwise probably wouldn't give us a second look. Yeah, that is probably a very good point. Um, sometimes, like, if you are looking at a high-level team and there's someone from, like, a Div 5 approaches asking if we could scrim that particular team, they wouldn't really have a second look. They were just like, eh, nah, we don't want to scrim you. You guys are, you guys want somewhere else because, like, there's a whole massive, probably, gap between the best, like, Div 1 and Div 5, but, like, that shouldn't stop teams from trying to scrim higher level teams. Because, <laughs> speaking from experience myself, I well was it us at Venomous. I'm pretty sure we we scrimmed Eureka once or twice. Yeah, it was uh, not fun. I think it was the fact that it was like you go up against a team that you know that are really really good, and I think you just feed yourself neg negative thoughts. Like you're like, oh, what are we doing? I can't do anything because as soon as you try to do something, you're just gonna either die or you get caught out and you get wiped as a team and it's just not the best feeling and it's hard it's 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 more the mentality that you need which i think what dr jims is what they have they have a good mentality of approaching how they go against teams so that definitely would fit in there yeah like that's why we have the oceanic scrim scrim server so we can organize scrims against teams anyone that we want um yeah, I mean he's got to he's got to keep trying. If teams don't want to scrim against you, you just got to try other teams. Yeah, what do you can do? And also, the uh, way I asked them about the performances from the tournament, will they impact the teams who play in the Oceanic series? Danny said, "I like to think so, but doing so could be dangerous if teams get over promoted to a division outside of their skill. We will need some knowledge to give all teams a lot of attention and consideration for promotion." Yeah. That's that's another point too. Like uh, that first season, 
we sort of had the it was just a pretty much a test run to find out where the teams are at. But then in season two came around and it was like, oh, okay, so this is where we belong. We belong in this season and in this, uh, sorry, this division. Uh, so yeah, I think season three now, when that comes around, that will be amazing because we will see where teams have come and gone. Um, yeah, like for venomous, I think we might be sort of div three, might be pushing div two, maybe I don't know. But teams like Blooper Reel and Jims, I don't think they will be in Div 5 no more. They will be pushing Div 3, I reckon. And the fact that they've been active, scrimming, going against other teams that are a lot stronger, but like they are not scared to do that. It's really good to see that they're really giving it their all that they can for these tournaments. Um, I think there was one more person. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. I asked Krillbill for some answers as well, and Turbo was able to get back to me. Um, regarding expectations into the tournament, um, they were aiming to advance out of the group before the tournament, but when we saw we were in the group of death, we lost a bit of confidence. <laughs> I mean, from my perspective, I was looked at it too, and I'm like, hmm, this could go any either way, because we did have MLG, NVS... He had Bro and Krillbill and then Hayako, uh, I think it was. Sorry if I got your name wrong, team. But yeah, it could have gone anywhere in that in that group. But yeah, it fell on the luck of KB side. Um, uh, I asked also about the tournament. How does it help the team? He said, tournaments like this puts you up against any teams from the region. Hence, it's a good practice against teams from both high and lower divisions. Approaching a game versus a Div 1 compared to a Div 4 team is very different and the game this weekend helped us understand what comps worked well and what we and what did not in these situations. Um, do I think the performances will from the tournament will impact the, how the teams play in the Oceanic Series? He said, I hope the admins take notes because many of the teams in the lower Divs beat teams that were several divisions above them. I think that there could be a big shake-up in the divisions for the league next year. It could also be a big wake-up call for higher division teams that the lower div teams are getting much better quickly and might take, and might make those teams strive to do better as well. A few months ago, for example, uh, Krillbill would never have dreamt of beating Bro, and even though we lost a set against them, we managed to get a game, which was enough to get us through to top 8 on tiebreakers. Yes. No, I, 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 that last bit. The dream of beating, like, it's going to be hard to beat a set. Uh, sorry, it's going to be hard to beat a team that's a high division, a full set. Like, that well, it will happen, but very rare. The fact that you're taking a game off of them, though, that is a huge effort. Um, I remember at the Vic, uh, spring shell smash, where we had Hayley's comments go at Begone, and obviously everyone knows who Begone is. It's like Eureka, but I guess it is Eureka. <laughs> and uh, yeah, obviously uh, Hayley's, they were they won the first opening game of the set, and they were just pumped, and they couldn't care less of the results after. <laughs> it's a fact that you, you're able to go against the higher team and you take up a game. Like, that is just a massive confidence boost right there. Um, obviously, uh, as we know, for those who were at the Shell Smash, Begon went on to win, I think it was 4-1 in the end. But, yeah, it's always amazing to see teams beat the higher teams um, and the joy it brings to their faces. And, like, 
that could be some of the things that like that's your first goal. Like as a team goal, you just want to like, all right, let's do our best. If we're taking game, great. But yeah, let's just give it our best. That sort of mentality is probably one of the best uh, sort of thoughts or mindsets you can have with going against these higher teams. And as has been said, like the common thing I've noticed between everyone that said this is that they, um, uh, what was it? What was it? It was uh, the fact that some teams have slacked off a little bit has has opened the window for these teams to improve. And at the rate that they have improvement too, I think it will be a massive wake-up call coming for the next series. Um, just in saying all this though, the next OSHA Off The Hook showdown, I don't know if it'll be in December, but it might be in January. The results compared from this OSHA Off The Hook showdown compared to the next one, I would love to compare. And also see how it does affect the Oceanic Series Season 3. Because that is the headline act, essentially. Um, because, as we know of the Season 2, Season 1, there were some tight matches. Anyone could essentially win it. Anyone on their day. Um, yeah. It, sort of just, it just sort of just shows, like, how teams have come so far in such a short time. Um, yeah. And, like, Blue Beryl and Dr. Jims. Keep an eye on it for them, guys. That's all I can say. Um... As for teams that are like Div 2 or Div 3, taking games from Div 1, teams from Div 1 is just like a phenomenal effort. Like that would have been unheard of a couple of months, like three or four months ago, that would not have been heard of. Like teams from Div 2 or Div 3 taking off a game off of Div 1 teams. It's just phenomenal. Um, And the confidence that it gives everyone to like keep going and giving their best. Another thing too about learning experiences as well against these teams like... So we know, like, for example, Bro, they, they'll always have an end zapper because, you know, SpongeBob doesn't use anything else. They will probably always have, uh, well, what are, <laughs> I'm saying with this, but, like, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, what's the name? Maddie Kuma uses a splatling. The fact that they, t- uh, teams, like, even Eureka, they are an aggressive team and they'll be using, like, their aggressive weapons. Um, it's not a matter of flex. It's a matter of knowing, like, weapon experiences, loadouts, sets, um, and how to play each map. These teams that are up in Div 1 are there for a reason, because they have the experience. They know what they're doing. They have the good team communication and bonding. But, like, that's eventually going to flow into, like, the lower teams. And it's just going to go, like, BOOM! Sorry for years there. <laughs> it's just going to go, it's just going to flow into every other team that's below... And to, like, eventually be pushing Div 1. Like, um, Div... Division 1? There's not going to be many teams swapping and changing. There might be the one or one team that might be dropping for Div to Div 2. And then one going up to Div 1. And the promotion and demotion sort of thing will be very, very fascinating. I think it'll be, it's just going to blow up. It's just going to go crazy. Because, like, the Oceanic Season... Oceanic Series, sorry... Is just perfect for what the Oceanic community has needed. It's bringing in the competitive scene. It's probably waking up everyone else around the world, like what's going on and who's these teams. And players are just getting recognition, and it's, it's an amazing. And yeah, this is massive. This is only just the beginning. I'm hoping more off look showdowns. More Oceanic Series leagues, hopefully. We all got to support each other because 
That's what helps everyone here. Everyone is helping you one another to improve, to get better as a person and a player. And it just it's a true reflection of this whole Oceana community. Like hell. I love everyone in the Oceana community. <laughs> Sorry, just having a pure moment now. But uh yeah. Heck. Onwards and upwards, folks. That's it. That's all there is. Everyone is slowly getting better. Everyone is slowly getting better as a player. Everyone is just... Oh, it's good to see. It's amazing. I I can't get over it, actually. I think I'm just jealous because I don't think I've improved that. Well, maybe a little bit, but like... Yeah. Seeing everyone perform around me is good. But it wants it makes me to get want to get better, and I think that's what we can all learn from this as well. Seeing other teams around us improve and get better is just what drives should drive us as players and as teams, because that's essentially at the end of the day that's what matters. This game was built and based on team teamwork, teammanship, sportsmanship. No teamworkship, maybe yeah, working together as a team of four. And heck, I'm sorry. I don't know if I'll be playing much of a Splatoon when Ultimate comes out. But I'm going to be doing my best. So on that note, guys, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Splashdown Under podcast. If you have any uh, comments or things you want to say, leave a comment either on this uh, SoundCloud or the iTunes podcast app or wherever you can um yeah thank you guys for your support too for the podcast it's been going great <laughs> can't believe how well i'm still going it's like episode 29 hell that's like a lot of episodes <laughs> all right guys thank you much guys for listening follow me on the twitters and socials and stuff and um, be sure to spread the word of the podcast and yeah i'll see you guys next time